0: Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Chronomie*, Goddess of Victory Written by Dario Knight And performed by Erica Sanderson Chapter 15 The Victory. The Professor and Astrid hurtled through the onslaught, headed back toward the Iceni camp from which they had been taken. They armed themselves with the swords of the fallen and fended off passing blows from Romans and Iceni alike, but moved too quickly to attract any sustained attacks. Astrid's heart heaved in her chest. She felt her feet splash through crimson puddles on the ground, droplets catching her legs. She breathed heavily, but the thick odour of battle churned her stomach. All the while her mind raced with all she had seen in the last few hours. The Professor's lost love, the broken woman, and Gaius's anguished face as his future was ripped away from him. And still the Professor marched on. What would she do, Astrid wondered, when the choice came? The Professor's mind was a similar cataclysm. Madeline's very existence threatened the fabric of history. Her ailment was far beyond even the Professor's ability to analyse or heal. Her former love could belong nowhere, but after such a long time spent looking for her, could she bear to part from her again? The dark truth weaved itself among her thoughts. The time to decide was almost upon them. Somewhere to their left a great burst of silver light plumed above the battle. She's still here, cried Astrid. Too weak to leave, the Professor shouted. Another burst of light flared some distance away. "'We need to stop her!' cried Astrid. "'We will,' the Professor said, turning to look her friend in the face. "'I promise we will. But we must find the ship again first.' "'I don't need a ship,' Astrid replied through gritted teeth. She raised the blade of her sword. The Professor faltered. "'One friend would slay the other,' the Dark Truth told her. There was no escaping that now.' Madeline is the receptacle of a fearsome amount of energy, the Professor explained, determined not to cry. Energy that does not belong here. It belongs to the Time River and the... and the days to come. You saw the ship take that energy from her. It's our only option to deal with her and keep history intact. She looked at Astrid's scowling face. Had she lost her, she wondered. Was this where the parting of the ways would come? Teacher! The two women wheeled around upon hearing the wail of anguish. Astrid watched two young girls hurtle through the battle and fling themselves into the Professor's arms. Silently they embraced. "'Who are they?' she asked. "'Boudicca's daughters,' the Professor explained, releasing the terrified girls from her grasp. "'Eowyn, Mildreda, this is Astrid.' They looked over at her. "'She's my... she's my friend.' "'Which weight of the ship?' Astrid replied. Why could she not be kind? She asked herself. Something was lost to her. Something had broken. I think we're close," the professor answered, doing her best to push on despite the tumult they both knew had grown between them. I think this is, was the Iceni camp. Where is mother? Asked Mildreda, still grasping the professor's hand. Is she lost? Erwin pondered, surveying the slaughter. The Professor knew history was undecided on the detail of what came next. The Warrior Queen had taken her own life following her defeat, one account claimed. Another attributed her passing to sickness. But the end was upon her, regardless of the path that led to it. The inevitable end. She grasped the hands of the two girls tightly. Perhaps she is, she lied. But you are found. Will they come for us again? Eowyn quivered. The Romans. No, the Professor said sharply. I promise. Now come along. The four women ran on and eventually reached familiar territory. The fury of battle was behind them now. They approached the outskirts of the Icene base, and there was the ship, gleaming in the sun like a beacon of better days. What do we do now? Astrid panted. As Eowyn and Mildretha looked at the ship in awe, she pulled the Professor to one side. We can't take them with us. You know that? The Professor did not respond. What happened to them? I know Boudicca's on her way out, but what about them? History doesn't mention them, the Professor replied, and offered her friend a knowing glance. No, Astrid whispered darkly, catching the unspoken suggestion. The Professor leant away from her, surprised. Before they could say more, screams hollowed over the distant cacophony of battle, they could see both armies still brawling in the distance. The screams belonged to soldiers on both sides who had been flung into the air above their comrades. As they arched through the air, their bodies cracked and disintegrated, leaving only the silvery shadows of what they might one day have been. The apparitions collapsed into streams of light, drawn back down to the ground in the midst of the fray. And through it all marched Madeline, emerging from battle towards them. <laughs> "'Well, don't you two make the most charming homing pigeons?' she laughed, before spotting the two girls beside the machine. "'Oh, I see I'm not the only one with a bleeding heart,' she grinned. "'And what are you going to do with them, Elizabeth?' Astrid bristled. She had heard so few people use the Professor's name, and now, she asked herself, had she found out the reason?' No one else was fit to say it. Only the woman she had loved and lost. Only the murderer. You need to come with us, the professor insisted. You cannot stay here. You cannot belong anywhere, not yet. But the ship can take you to the Time River. To dissolve? Madeline asked. I will help you, said the professor. Madeline laughed. <laughs> I've seen your little jaunts through history. Tell me one person you saved. Truly saved. Marlowe died in your arms. Jane was left to live alone and suffer at the end of her days. Oscar you consigned to hell on earth. She turned to Astrid. And did she save your parents? The old woman and the man at the end of time itself? Did she find a way to put that right? She saw Astrid's grip tighten around her sword. With a flick of a wrist, Madeline reduced the weapon to silver embers. She couldn't save me, either. She just watched. I had no choice, the professor began. Oh, you never do, do you? Because all you ever do is stand to one side and use history as your excuse. Then you walk away. Well, what of them? Madeline nodded at Eowyn and Mildretha stood by the ship in fear of the strange glowing goddess before them. What will you do now that the tapestry of history is worn too thin to hide behind? You'll leave them. You know you will. Because it's right. Because you had no choice. You'll leave them to their fate and walk away. And this time there'll be no chronicle to weep over from a distance. The Professor gave no reply. Tears fell once more. Astrid stood willing her to fight back. She always fought back never wavered in what she knew to be right. But she was faltering now. Madeline was getting in her head. History can't be changed, Astrid hissed at the professor. History is simply a record, and a woefully incomplete one at that, Madeline sneered. We're not dealing with history here, girl. We're dealing with time, and even those who sail the river can't trace each drop of the water. There's no way to know what should or shouldn't be, unless you make a choice. Astrid remained fixed on the Professor. If you change this, then you go back to the night she killed Gaius, and you change that as well. Because there's no record of him in history, is there? No account of his life. And Mum, and Dad, they didn't have to die. There was no time left to record them. You can save them and all. I can't, wept the Professor and you can't save them! Astrid screamed, pointing at the two frightened girls. We saw what happened to Gaius, and to your parents. Astrid, I am so sorry, I would change it if I could, but it's been observed. We know that it happened, but nobody knows what happens to them, she pleaded. Astrid glared at her in disbelief. Most right then? Er, Or me? The professor brought her hands to her face and sobbed. Phantoms rose to meet her. Marlowe, Jane, Oscar, even Boudicca now. And there were Astrid's parents, Bill and Evie, whirling in her mind, warning her. Could she bear two more faces looking back at her? How many more would join them? The standoff was broken by a sound that tore at the air. In the space between Astrid and Madeline, a jagged silver tear formed and swelled until it began to split apart. From within appeared Officer Yarrow. She stumbled as she approached, weakened by the journey she had managed to make. Astrid ran to her and helped steady her. Yarrow! Astrid cried. How did you get here? I've found enough power to open a portal, but it won't last long. You need to come with me. I... I... Prof? Astrid asked, turning back to the stricken professor. No! Yarrow cried, still recovering her breath. No! She has to stay here. What? Astrid gasped. Why? She's the danger, Yarrow replied. Ice shot through Astrid's body. No, 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 you've got it wrong. You mean her, she pointed at Madeline, who was grinning at the revelation. We've been trying to track you, Yarrow said to Madeline, wary of the unknown entity before her. You've left a hell of a trail behind, but you, we just couldn't trace. What a pity, Madeline whispered. She's the one breaking time apart, Astrid hissed at Yarrow in warning, but the Enforcer simply shook her head. She's the one weakening it, disrupting the course of recorded events, Yarrow explained, before looking back at the Professor. But she's the one who'll break it. Nonsense, the Professor replied, her voice afeared. Astrid, come to the ship. We need to leave. Astrid, trust me, it's not safe in that thing, not any more. They told Commander Holloway to trace it. They could see what was coming. Who did? Demanded the Professor. I'm sorry, Professor Cronomier, said Yarrow. But the Keepers are coming for you. Keepers. The Professor had heard the name before. If her deductions were correct, she had seen one during the same course of events that had acquainted her and Astrid with Yarrow. She thought back to a phantom she had seen erase a man's life from the River of Time. It had appeared to her as like some primal force from the depths of the river, able to change history on a whim. Like Madeline, she pondered. But what of herself? Was she not born of the Time River, able to rise to its surface and pilot its waters? Were her instincts not formed in the currents? History was the guide, the record. But when history faltered, who did it fall upon to steer the course? It was time to run. Time to decide. Erwin, Mildretha, she said without turning away from Yarrow. Come with me. Prof, don't! Astrid pleaded. Go with Yarrow, she replied, then turned to the enforcer. Keep her safe. Yarrow nodded. The Professor touched the brim of her hat and then turned and walked back to the ship. She ushered the two girls onto the marble platform. No! Astrid yelled. No, you can't! Yarrow grabbed hold of her and pulled her towards the portal. Sobbing, Astrid continued to protest, but let herself be led away. She watched the scene before her, now ringed with silver light, as though gazing at it through a window. "'Leaving me again?' sneered Madeline. The Professor, standing at the controls of the ship, turned to face her. "'I said I would help you,' she said quietly, unable to project the words but I don't think you want to be saved. Not by me. So be it, Madeline spat, and then held up her hands. They glowed with silver light. So be it, the Professor echoed. Astrid watched as she began the launch sequence. The hum of the engines rang up through the brass pillars, and the glassware simmered into action. Then she saw the Professor pull a lever not belonging to the usual sequence. At once, The hourglass in the gyroscope burned brightly and streams of silver light were pulled from Madeline's body. The ship was draining her. You... you can't do this to me! Madeline screamed. Elizabeth! Elizabeth! Then run away, the professor called. Astrid deduced the plan at once. She was forcing her away from the damaged area of history. Madeline knew it too. Very well, she muttered. I'll see you in the tempest! She raised her hands above her head and disappeared into thin air. The copper blades of the ship were spinning now. Eowyn and Mildretha looked on in awe as the Professor reached for the gyroscope. She glanced at the portal, at Astrid and Yarrow within it, and nodded to them. Then she threw the gyroscope into motion and the ship disappeared. "'Where will she go?' Astrid asked weakly. "'To the river,' Yarrow answered. "'And then to Justice.' Chronicles of Professor Chronomie, Goddess of Victory, an Unbound Theatre production written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson, with music by Kevin MacLeod.